Hello, this is Dan. And this is Jenny. And we are talking about the top 100 movies on IMDb's fan favorite list from all time. Today we watched Parasite. And Jenny, what do you think of the movie Parasite? So I gotta say that this is probably one of the top 100 movies that I've seen. (laughs) I would agree. It was a good one. It's also, I think, one of the most recent movies on this list. Besides Joker? Yeah, well, it's newer than Joker. Is it truly? Yes. How is it available already? I don't know. Well, Joker's out on, like, Blu-ray and DVD now. Oh, man. Things come out so fast now. Yeah. Yeah, it was just in theaters, like, two weeks ago. Feels like, anyway. Yeah. I mean, The Irishman was literally in theaters, and then a week later was on Netflix. Right. Yeah. But that was the setup. Same with um, Uncut Gems. It's going to be the same story, I think. Only not in the U.S., though. Oh, right. Yeah. We have to go January to January 31st. It's on every other region, Netflix, that except U.S. Really? It might not be so widespread. But... Right. Like they have it in North Korea. Yeah. But not here. Yeah. Be... Speaking of Korea, <laughs> let's get back to Parasite. This yeah, is a South Korean Korea. movie. Yes. The nicer Korea. Mm-hmm. So this got the Palme d'Or, which is the top prize in the French Cans. Cans. Or can. That's French. Do you say the S because it's French? You don't say the S because it's French. Like Lasai or Versailles. Versailles. I think Lasai is also a thing. I don't know. I mean, Treaty of Versailles is what I was thinking of. Okay. I think Lasai might be a region. This is all beyond me. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. So it opens on a socks. It's like a windmill of socks, which is. Interesting. That's an important opening shot to talk about, yeah. I think. Um, I do want to hear why, but I also want to make the disclaimer that because these are spoiler podcast content, right. should really watch it blind because I watched it not knowing anything, and I think that made a huge difference. I yeah, I even didn't know. Like I thought at one point that this drunk guy was like the first infected or some shit because I figured Parasite was like a, a zombie movie. movie. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I believed you when he said that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I um, who's who's the who played Kim Park? Uh, which one is Kim Park? The dad. I, That's might be completely. You know what? Never I don't mind. Hundred percent. Never mind on that because the Park family is the family the, the rich one the rich one and then the kim family is with the guy from the host yes yeah the he's from the host and um i could look that up real it quick. doesn't matter but that's the reason i thought it was a horror movie because i saw the host and um same director too yes yeah yeah he also directed snow piercer which was enjoyable and kind of intense not horror but Tense. I don't. I don't think I've seen Snowpiercer. What? Yeah, I, the train one in the in the snow, and it's got Captain America fighting to the front of the train. There's and, a really good chance we watched that movie, but I was drunk slash on my phone the whole time. It's pretty good. I think it's on Netflix. I'd rewatch it if you're interested. Sure. Is it in the top 100? No. We got some time before we're gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we made time for Tremors. So Shut we... up. <laughs> That's a perfect movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to sneak in Tremors as the 101st movie for yeah, this podcast. Yeah, perfect. Kevin Bacon, Kevin. you will have long, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that was all right. So it opens... Oh, wait. I was um, in... You go. Oh, yeah. I just gave the disclaimer. Oh, But you sorry. were talking about the socks. 
the socks. It's opening on a dirty window out to a lively neighborhood, and you can tell that they're a poor family as it pans down onto Kiwu. And he's studying something. Mm -hmm. And the family is eating, and there's a fumigation train coming through, and the father's like, don't close the window, which is also important later on, to let the get free fumigation, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Yeah. Because that that's some kill bug shit, but they're so poor that they want free fumigation. Yeah. And I think that's another point later on to the family's characterization that they're all kind of mooches. Mm-hmm. I feel like you said it's important later on, and this movie is so packed with it's important setup and payoff, yes. like immensely so. Like if oh. you pay close attention, everything is reincorporated, and it's True. really satisfying to watch, and makes me feel like a little film genius when I notice you know something <laughs> you are a film genius you're a film genius oh we're geniuses we're the smartest people we know but um <laughs> yeah this whole beginning is such good characterization through uh showing not telling like the whole family scrambles around this visibly poorer apartment and they're scrambling for wi-fi they talk about their phones being shut off and none of them seem like curmudgeonly about it. I mean, I, obviously there's annoyance at having to climb on top of your toilet to get Wi-Fi, but they're all really uh, persisting. Yeah. And the dad is like super supportive of Kiwu. He's like, mm-hmm. so proud of you, son. You're the best son. I think that's yeah. nice. That's touching. I think that's part of the reason why you root for the family is because as a family, they are kind of cooperative and it's yeah, they're, good to see they're those ties. Yeah, they're tight-knit. They've all got... Like, the whole plot is that they install each other as servants at this rich family to get money. The one thing that I noticed that kind of shows how good, similar to the free bug spray, and really gets you on the side of the Kims because they're obviously the criminals here throughout mm-hmm. the movie. You should be against them, but you're not. They have this job folding pizza boxes, and it's very menial. Like, this young girl is talking down to the whole family, and you can tell that it's shameful or embarrassing like anybody would be embarrassed in that situation but they get the pizza boxes and it just zooms in on the dad and they're folding these boxes as the fumigation comes through but they watch a video with stolen wi-fi on how to fold them and it's a woman doing it very fast or a man doing it very fast if we can do that we can get these all done and then shows the dad and he's like staring straight ahead folding these boxes like really quick and clearly he has learned how to do it really quickly and it shows him being proficient and learning fast and also not not caring about the menial nature of it just getting it done uh, and doing what he has to do to get paid and then the fumigation comes through and he's like leave it open and you're like damn these people are in it like they're serious and they are going to do whatever it takes the whole opening is just a really solid and this is the first scene yeah it's probably why it's one of the top 100 movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got uh, a lot of buzz. Then Kiwoo's friend comes through with his scholar rock, which mm-hmm. is just this big hunk of rock that is magical. Yeah, I think they said it was a blessing to give material wealth specifically. And the mom, this is something I am curious about. Because they set up the heroes of the Kim family doing whatever it takes. But the whole movie... I like the mom the least. I'd agree. And I think that they've intentionally villainized her starting here because she's the only, like, everyone's like, thank you, thank you for the rock. And she's the only one who says food would have been better, dude. Like, she's the only one ungrateful. And 
She's practical because she wants food, not some magic rock, but also the only one not on board. So it's like, what the hell, lady? Got a gift. Yeah. So I don't remember Kilu's friend's name. Me neither. Men? Guy. He's never going to come up again. So the man. Well, he does come up again, obviously. Payoff in the movie. Well, that's way down and he's not important. He's not important. But he sets up that he wants Kiwu to tutor Park Dahe, who is this girl, this rich girl, and his friend wants Kiwu to tutor him because he's worried about all his frat buddies, and Kiwu never went to college or anything, and he's not a jock, so he's not a trouble, and he's trustworthy. He's just down on his luck, and his friend wants to do him a favor. Mm-hmm. So his sister, Ki Jung, photoshops a university resume for him to get a job. And I think that was cool setup, too, that she's super good at Photoshop. She's an artist. So mm-hmm. that one's more of an immediate payoff for later. Right, right. Yeah. The He brings that to the interview, and it just doesn't really matter. Because the friend describes the mother of the family, of the Park family, as, um, I forget what he said exactly, but simple and slow or yes. something like that. Basically dumb. And uh, the interview process, she says, okay, we're going to interview. And what I really like and what I feel like is another point of characterization for the Kim family is during the test tutor sequence where she's like, let's see what you got. He describes taking an exam as just slashing through. Don't pause. If you pause, you lose. If you slow down, you lose. So you have to either keep going or quit because if you stop, you're done. And that's pretty much what the Kim family does the whole movie. And this whole existence of theirs in the Park family is an exam slash through. They can't pause. Oh my god. Otherwise they're done. Yeah, just a, another just solid inclusion. You in saying opinion. you're not a film genius picking up on stuff like that? Damn. <laughs> good movie. It's so good. Uh, it also sets up that Da Song, the little brother, is an Indian fanatic. And that didn't really, really come up again. But it kind of did. Yeah, I mean, it's consistent for him throughout the movie. You know what? I lied. Because it does come up at the very end. And it's pretty important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. Don't want to jump to the end Ah. just yet. But yes, you're right. Great ending on the movie as well. So we learned that Da Song is a little artist and he needs a tutor for art. Or he doesn't need one, but his mom is really proud of how good he is at art. And Kiwu is like, oh, I know just the person. And right then you realize what the conceit of the movie is. Yeah. Who yeah. the parasite is. Yeah. And he's like, you're like, oh, this dude is sly. You know, the sly whole family. Um, I think one of my favorite introductions, because they get everybody in the family in, but I think the coolest moment is when the sister, Ki Jun, yes. shows up. And plays the art psychiatrist like a real hard ass out of nowhere. And you're like, damn, she's really brave to do this. Because she tells the mom, leave. You know, we're alone now. You quit talking to us. And basically asserts herself off the bat. And right then I was like, well, I could never do anything like this. (laughs) Be way too timid. Yeah, man, I can't even lie. Eat hot chip. Oh, no, I'm super bad at lying. What I really liked about the tutor setup is that Kiwu's name is Kevin. His American name is Kevin. Mm-hmm. And our cat yeah. is also Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy is, to remember that. Is American that a name. film genius move right I, there? Yes. Connecting our a, cat's nickname is Kevin. Connecting anything to our cat is a genius move. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I guess like everybody getting installed into the family was really well done, but I think the most well orchestrated was getting the nanny out. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Getting the peach fuzz, her peach allergy. Yeah, and I don't personally want to talk about it too much because I watched a video explaining the montage and talking about the montage. So if I talk about that sequence, I'd probably just be repeating the video. Well, why don't you? Why don't I repeat the video? You know, much like Van Gogh said, good artists copy, great artists steal. Perfect. Um, well... That wasn't Van Gogh. That might have been Picasso. Yeah. I don't know. I Is that a lie? Does that mean I'm good at lying if I can't remember facts right? <laughs> I guess, like, unofficially, you know, there you're we, really... Here I go. Untruths. Going into a rich family's house, gonna tell them fake art facts, get all their money. <laughs> Pablo Picasso. Much like Pablo Picasso said. Exactly. Good artists copy, great artists steal. You're sad. Thank you. But this whole thing was basically explaining how concise this whole sequence was and how it really kind of showed everybody coming together and a very complicated plan being explained at the same time that it's happening, sort of. And there's this one scene that I really like. Like heist setups. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like uh, Ocean's Eleven, you oh my know? God. Ocean's Eleven is a good movie. Yeah, it's not on the top 100, though, so it can't be that good. Well, Tremors isn't on the top 100. That That's movie true. is perfect. I should watch what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Please keep going, sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. But the scene from this montage of ousting the nanny that I like the most was when the son and the father were talking because at this point the father is the driver and the daughter is the art psychiatrist and the son is the english tutor so they're getting the mom to be the housemaid but the dad as the driver is talking to the wife who is simple and this stuff he's saying is shown to be rehearsed in their apartment and it's going in tandem where the dad is rehearsing with his son and his son is directing him and then he's executing it flawlessly again because he's a quick learner willing to do whatever it takes and, uh, you know, skilled at deceit. So the whole montage is really good. But that particular scene was one I, I liked a lot and felt really well, well crafted and well made, you know. Especially when they're doing the heist setup and they put the hot sauce on the pizza and it looks blood red. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when they have her coughing into the napkin and Mr. Kim runs up to the trash and dumps hot sauce on it. Yeah. Pulls up the bloody napkin. Set up immediate payoff. Exactly. This movie is so good. Yeah, and the other setup payoff that we kind of, or we, I I skirted over was after her first art tutoring session, the daughter gets dropped off by the driver. She leaves her underwear in the car Mm -hmm. and then frames the driver as a pervert or someone who doesn't respect his position. And then the daughter is like, hey, you know, I know a guy who's older, more mature, good driver. Mm -hmm. Gets her dad in the mix. And that's all set up. She leaves her underwear in the car. And when we were watching that, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Taking her panties off. And then a couple scenes later, bam, payoff. You know? Bam. Bam. Really good. Also, it comes up again later. The underwear? Yes. Oh, yeah. In a very <laughs> gross way. In a very gross way. Um, the thing that, because we're, we're approaching the big twist of the movie. Right. But the before that, the thing that also... Where I said earlier, I feel like the mother is the most villainized Mm -hmm. or the least likable Mm -hmm. is that she seems the most bitter about her job. And I was thinking about it and like, man, she seems pissed that she has to do everything. But she also has the hardest job. 
Like, it's horribly demanding. Yeah. Um, she has to cook, clean, do all this stuff. You know, it's kind of like, is she getting paid exorbitantly more? I don't know. But they also make her the most upset about her station. And everyone else seems really cool with their station, but it's also relatively low investment. For her, it's basically her whole life. Yeah, that's true. Another thing this movie kept doing was the uh-oh, they're about to get caught. Mm-hmm. And they uh-oh, never do. Even when Mr. Kim is talking about getting his wife set up as the nanny, he's like, oh, I know this great service. And he's not watching the road and he has to honk. And he's like, keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. You keep thinking that, oh my God, it's not going to work out for them. Mm-hmm. It's all coming down. Oh, and it takes a lot longer for it to happen. Yeah. The scene, similar to what you're talking about, where the wife does get installed as the housekeeper and the driver, dad, can't keep his hands off her. Like, as they're walking around with the family, he's groping her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I guess, like, flirting with her, because groping is such a gross word. <laughs> My point is that they're getting very flirty, practically in front of the rich family that would show them up. And also the son smells them, and they all smell the same. And all of these old cracks are showing up. The smell thing. Yeah. You start seeing the dad get really like, do I smell bad? Yeah, that's one of the main, that's the main payoff. Yes. The, they all smell the same, and then showing that they're willing to do anything, they discuss having different laundry detergents and doing laundry in different loads to mm-hmm. maintain this, and you're like, holy shit. And uh, to get to the point where the twist is revealed, they get the rich family the parks go camping. And everybody comes to party at the rich person's house. You know, the whole family's there drinking, eating, the, making a mess. Yeah. The poor family goes to the rich man's house. Yes. So not uh, like not this huge party. Right. Kim's. The Kim's are hanging out at the park state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, anything from earlier before we get into the, the twist and the big what the hell type shift for the movie? Ah. Uh, mm. And also, this seems like the kind of movie that... Even with notes, it's going to feel like there's there's so many kernels placed and set up and payoff that it's probably just going to turn into this at the end, like, oh yeah, this is because of X and yeah. this is because of Y and Z. It's definitely a movie you could watch right away. Mm-hmm. You could watch it and watch it again. Yeah. To catch up on the stuff that you missed. With everything revealed. And that's easier to do because it's not that long. And it's in a foreign language. Yes, subtitled so you can read everything, not miss any dialogue. Because the length, like, it's not very long, it's under two hours. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, so it's in a foreign language, so you're reading it. So while you're reading, you're not paying as much attention to what they're doing. Oh, I see what you mean. So there's probably small things that you miss. That makes sense. There's probably more visual stuff that we don't have our eyes on. Right, yeah. Could only be that way. Because everything else is so well made. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they're they're all over at the family's house drinking, eating. And this scene feels like it felt really important, but I don't really recall what went on. They're talking about like marrying into the family and how to continue the charade. Because if they get married, they should know the family. So he was talking about hiring actors. Yeah. And also, he's obviously at this point full scumbag, dating Dahe, yeah. and uh, betrayed his friend who wanted to marry her too. But there's also that scene where, or this very same scene. The dad wipes everything off the table and pretends like he's going to clock his wife. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, that was, for me, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit, he's actually a scumbag, you know, wife beater. But they're, they were joking too about that. And it's like, was that a moment of, like, he like he was pissed because his wife was describing as, him as a cockroach scattering when the light turned on? 
Or Which is pretty shitty. Yeah, like really mean. I was yeah. watching them like, damn lady, maybe that's another reason she's I don't like her. They're also not good people. I don't think any of them are good any people. Any of the Kims? No, they're all down with deceit. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so is it like a, a moment, like a crack where he almost lost it, almost lost control? Or is it a moment where they are in tandem and he and his wife really know what's going on and they're cool with controlling this wild situation where the children still have stuff to learn because they both freaked out? Mm-hmm. I freaked out. That's, yes. So pretty quickly after that is when the old nanny comes to the house mm-hmm. and she's asking to come in because she forgot something in the basement. And she brings up that she cut the wires to the CCTV so no one will see her coming in. Mm-hmm. And she describes the dog picture. And for whatever reason, they let her in. I would not in that situation. Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah, she has nothing Nothing to prove she should be in there. Yeah. And they have such high stakes. But There's, they do it. Uh, so she goes downstairs and it cuts her and immediately when it goes downstairs, like, it kind of makes in this really creepy vibe. I'm like, this lady is, like, this is now horror. Yeah, know? I thought so too. I thought it was going to turn out she was going to kill everyone or something. Yeah. But she, no. She's like, oh, do you want to see? And it's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to see. But the mom, like, she's gone for ages. Send the mom down there because she's the only one who should be there. Yeah. And she's pushing this shelf uh, to reveal a secret hallway. And as soon as that happened, that's when the movie, like, really got nuts for me. Because everything else was, like, a tense heist. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, is this family nefarious? Are the parks nefarious? Are they keeping secret shit down there? Yeah. Um, is this woman nefarious? What's going on? A really good reveal. Mm-hmm. When she runs down there, this is a specific thing that I was a big fan of. Um they're going down the stairs, and in my memory, thinking about the movie, I kind of viewed it as a long shot where they just keep going down and down and twisting, and it's this narrow hallway and this gross green-yellow light into this dungeon, and it just really ramped up the previous feeling where it's like something is really wrong here, and like we're watching it unfold where it's really wrong, but it's still really unsettling to see them continue descending, like, freaky scene, freaky sequence. But uh, what, what's down there, Jenny? Puppies? You know, what's in the basement? <laughs> it's puppies. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> that would have been better. No, it's the nanny's husband who has been living down there for two or three years. I think they said four. Four. Four years to outrun his debt collectors who keep coming after him. Mm-hmm. And he worships the Mr. Park, the man of the house. And he looks super weird. And you find out that the ghost or whatever Dawson got freaked out about was that guy. Yeah. And they show his head creeping up. Exactly. Oh. Like another, his eyes are yeah. glowing. That's that's another seed that we forgot to talk about. Yes. Where um, they have not had a birthday at home in years because the first birthday that uh, the son remembers, he saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. And now he has like... PTSD over birthdays, so they always leave. So that's another seed to be planted for the finale of the movie. This fucked up situation is discovered, and the family goes down to see what's up, obviously, and they trip, and then the power shifts, you know, in a very well... I think... I thought it was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she's good taking too. the video on her phone, and he calls him dad, which is like holy shit, mm. no! And then they use that video as blackmail because they were gonna pay the mom to let him stay down there, and she's like, no, I'm calling the cops. Yeah, which is super dumb on her part because her whole family's there. They're already being shysty and shitty, and she's not gonna let another person do it. Why not? You know, like why not talk about it amongst themselves? Like we're all. We're all scum, essentially. Why don't we work something out? And yeah. She's like, no, 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 you're going to jail. So I think, I don't know, the mom's a really flawed character because she doesn't see that what she's... She probably sees that what she's doing is bad. Maybe. Because she also bitches about like, oh, we can't have this. Why don't we live like this or something? Yeah. I feel... I I had the same thing written down about the mom because she was so ready to be like, no, I'm upper class now. Yes. You're lower class. And that's just another thing. I think this moment is where the whole Kim family starts to be shown in the villainous light rather than the scrappy heroic light from the first half of the movie. Because mm-hmm. now, hey, the mom's like, no, we're calling the police. You're trash. And what happens when the family, it was rained out their camping trip. So there's this massive moment, like just crazy hectic scene Mm-hmm. Where everyone's scrambling because they're eight minutes away. The mom of the Kim family has to cook. And it ends up that the dad and the housekeeper and housekeeper husband are in the basement. And there's a scene where he says, you know, how do you live like, like, how do you live down here? And uh, the guy's like, a lot of people live in basements, especially if you call, count sub-basements where the Kim family lives. Yes. So it's this whole thing where the Kim family is immediately, it's been like, what? weeks mm-hmm. maybe a month and they're already you know like yep we're we're upper class all these people are lower class it's a start the start of the villainization of the kims mm-hmm. um. so it's this great escape scene but they end up getting trapped in the living room and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're under the table and the little boy insists on sleeping in his indian tent outside and the mom and dad are like oh we'll sleep on the couch and the smell thing comes up again, and you see the dad smell his shirt and start crying. Because his soliloquy is like the park dad, Dong Ik. I don't When he's describing the smell, he's like, yeah, the driver never goes too far. He almost does, but he doesn't, which I like. I accept his smell. It's unforgivable. And describes how nasty he is and how he smells like a poor person, basically, and cuts to the dad crying. They really hammer this home, which they need to, because it's like the big payoff. (laughs) There was one thing in this scramble that I did not like, and Mm -hmm. it's probably my biggest gripe that I can recall with the movie, but they use that trope where the son runs up and hides under his girlfriend's bed, Dahe Park, and the dog is sniffing at him, and she's on her bed, and she's lifting to look under the bed, and it'll all be blown up, but the mom calls her downstairs, like, the last minute. And it's like, it was tense, but that is such an overused trope. And to see it in this movie was really disappointing. I don't know what else you would do, but if I was called away, I would finish looking, you know? Finish seeing what's under there that your dog was so peeved about. I'm going to hire someone to stand in our shower. I check it every time. Ah, uh, darn it. I guess hire someone to go under our bed? You don't check under our bed? No, I don't. But there's no room under there. Someone to hide in our closet. Uh, okay. I don't know. Or a crawl space. Ooh, 
Yeah. Yeah, that actually freaks me out. Should we check it now? <laughs> Probably. So it's the Great Escape. And I can't believe they got out. They all got out because they fall asleep after their weird sex. Yeah. They have a very twisting nipples and Ugh. tells her to go get the Art Tutor's panties and he'd get Well, they really don't know hard. it's the Art Tutor's panties. They think yeah. it's some prostitute. Some yeah. drug out. Buy me drugs. Yes. I don't like it. Uh, Yucky. Yucky sex. I don't want it in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> I think another thing I really like about this movie is how many cool shots there are. Yeah. It's so visually interesting. Yeah, it's it's really gorgeous. And the payoff here, like when they're running in the rain. Yes. That sequence where it's like going uphill. Something. It's, it's uphill. just like the neighborhood. And you can tell that they live downhill. So I think they're cresting a hill. That's what you're talking about. To get down to where they live. Yeah. they come down some steps, and they're going through a tunnel, and then you see the shot of the neighborhood, and it's just really interesting. And then when they get home, you find out from the open window, and the hard rain, and the living downhill, that their sub-basement apartment has flooded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this whole sequence feels like something, because at the very beginning, when Kiwu is going to apply to be a tutor, he goes up this cobble road, it's green, verdant, sunny... And now during the snow, uh, uh, during the rain, they're coming down that same road and it's a flood going downhill. They're going downhill. They go through that scene you were talking about with the stairs and their apartment is flooded. They go into this place and he's trying to close the window that was open for the fumigation. And he's getting shocked and people like this family is getting shocked in their own home and it's like rejecting them because they rejected it. And like it feels like all this stuff. It feels like if 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 you were to watch it two or three times, I think even more like this would become apparent. While we were talking about it immediately after, I said this is something that feels like it'll be studied. And my view of it is not that it's simple, but do you remember reading like um, Lord of the Flies yeah. in high school? And there was so much in that book where the teacher would be like, what do you think that symbolizes? And you're like, well, Piggy's glasses are broken and now... Like, no one can see clearly symbolism. I feel like the, this movie has a lot of that, where it's like, oh, they rejected their home, and now it's shocking them and rejecting them back, and they are, you know, moving up and down in class and things like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, moving up, and then they're coming down. Oh, shit, right? Like, literally ascending. That's not what you meant? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even... I just thought, like, they were trying to move up in class, but yeah. The hill. Yeah, fuck. Like, <laughs> they're, good point. You, ascending up, descending good down. Uh, one thing I want to call out before we move on is that we forgot to mention in their scramble to get out, the mom kicks the nanny down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And she hits her head pretty hard. Yeah, and to win the fight and how they ousted her was with peach fuzz. So mm. this nanny is getting fucked up. Because she has peach rubbed on her and she's like in anaphylactic shock. She gets kicked downstairs and has a horrible concussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I think it cuts between them at the house and the basement family because there's the flickering lights. Yeah. That's when he's like, um, a lot of people live in basements. Mm-hmm. And he's like hitting the lights as the dad ascends the stairs to show gratitude. Mr. Park? Yeah. Yeah. As Mr. Park goes up the steps, the basement dweller, dead runner from her yeah it's hitting his head against the light and the house is flooding and those lights are blinking and i, th- I think that was good yeah it was really tense 
I agree. Because yeah. it carried the tension between the two scenes. Because it's well, a flooding so. house, which is crazy. I don't know what a film critic would say about it. I just thought it was good. We are film critics right now. I guess. So that's what they would say about it. Here's a fun fact, folks. Film critics don't get paid. <laughs> uh, that whole flood scene, the whole fight scene, like this massive shift. They're in this gymnasium thing, recovering, and the mom, yes. the mom is still at the house. It's just so well done, because this is where the dad has his scene where he says, the best plan is no plan. You know, if you don't think of anything, nothing can go wrong. Kind of goes to show, like, like it seems so well orchestrated, and they seem so tight and cohesive, but now, wheels are off, you know? Kind of every man for himself, almost. I wrote down around that point, when does the penny drop? Because yeah. it kept, it, the tension keeps going up and up and up, and it's like, what's next? What's going to happen? And then they get called back into the house for the birthday party, because yeah. little Dawsung needs a birthday party for turning seven, I think. Yeah, his first birthday party at home in years. Yes. Yeah. So they all get called in for individual reasons. Mr. Kim to drive them, the tutor, because she's, the art tutor, because she's her tutor, and then Kevin, because he's been dating the daughter, and she wants him there so they can make out. They're all in the gymnasium pulling on clothes from this big stack of clothes because it's a relief fund at this point. I think Kevin, something's really wrong with him because he got obsessed about the rock. He looks really tired. Yeah, I didn't really follow that because he's carrying the rock from his house. He's got it on his chest. He, like, brings it to the party. And what was that? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know either. I mean, that's probably something for the second rewatch. Or the second watch. The first rewatch. Yeah. So. Something to catch there. Yeah, just the rock that brings material wealth. Maybe he views it as, like, he hopes to get the magic from it or something. Yeah. He called it metaphorical. He said that's so metaphorical a lot. Yeah. So it must be a metaphor. It's probably something more related to Korea. I bet. I bet there's like a folk tale or something. Yeah, maybe. Watch a deep dive on it or something. I mean, we probably should after this. I'm glad we didn't before, because we would totally Picasso those ideas. (laughs) (laughs) So the party scene, I didn't really notice how they did it, how they being the filmmakers, but when the party rolls around, things are still very wrong in the basement. Mm -hmm. And... They basically just take all the tension that was made in the scramble scene where the family came back unexpectedly and it cuts away from that. But all that tension is still there and all it has to do is go back to the basement and it's all right back. Right. You know, things are still super fucked and they're setting up this party. They're talking about checking out what's going on downstairs and they go and I'm pretty sure the housekeeper's dead at this point. Mm -hmm. The, The man is crazed and bloody because he's been smashing his head against the button yeah like sos because the son is in scouts and he's obsessed with native americans and he knows morse code yeah so they come back and i th- things happen pretty quick from here yes if i recall well the tension's been building up for a long time maybe it just felt quick but it probably was actually quick because back to film school back to literary school the build-up to the climax, uh, and then the actual climax is pretty short. Yes. It's just the tip of the hill, and then it... Tip of the hill. Bump. The falling action. Yes. Right after. So as we ramp up to the climax, party's in full swing. Kevin goes downstairs with the rock. Goes downstairs with the rock. He drops it. Yeah. 
Which alerts? Know. Yeah, the alerts. I, f- I wish we knew the imprisoned husband's oh, yeah. name. Let's just call him Basement Guy. Basement Guy. But... Alerts Basement Guy to his whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Also makes a shit ton of noise. This is very tense, very brutal. Which I, I thought it was very good how brutal it was. Because what happens is he gets choked out, runs upstairs, basement guy has the rock. And I feel like so often when you watch violence in movies, it's just like, whoa, shit, whoa, like a cool fight. Someone's shot. This was like disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, where basement guy just hits him in the head with the rock and then zooms out and you see everything uncutting and you just... Drops it on him again. This time you can see it getting dropped on. Yeah. So, I wondered how they did that. They must have weighted the prop just right enough for it to fall right, but not actually hit him. Yeah. Maybe it's CGI too. Could be CGI. I, I mean, who knows, but it was really disgusting. It was bad. Big props for that, in my opinion. It's I hard, agree. Hard to watch, but... Because, I mean, you... Part of you wants the family to win, and part of you is, like, ready for the family to lose. Mm-hmm. But to lose in such a way... I don't. I didn't want them to have that happen. You yeah. Know, I didn't want Kevin to get his brain smashed in. Basement guy goes out into the yard with a knife, marches right up to the daughter, and they're like planning this surprise attack where the park dad and the Kim dad are going to be Native Americans who uh, surprise the cake princess or whatever, like the um, the sister. And that never happens because basement guy charges out. He's got blood all over his face. Ready to recreate the horror of the first birthday, really. And stabs her right in the chest, losing blood. Which was, again, like, this whole ending is, like, things got violent earlier when the housekeeper was kicked down the stairs and hit her head. And you're like, oh, gross. <laughs> but this is, damn, mm-hmm. like, brutal. Yeah. So she gets full-on stabbed, and the dad goes to help her because his daughter just got stabbed. Uh-huh. And... The basement guy is fighting the mom, and she skewers him, and she accidentally... No, she doesn't do anything, but she skewers the guy, and the little kid gets his PTSD triggered, and he starts having a seizure. Mm -hmm. And we forgot to mention this before, but they have 15 minutes to get to the hospital, because when a kid has a seizure, apparently you have 15 minutes to help them. So Mr. Park is screaming for driver Kim to help him. And Kim's trying to stop the bleeding on his daughter. And eventually Mr. Kim's like, throw the keys, throw the keys. And he throws the keys, but the skewered guy, basement guy, falls on them. And we see Mr. Kim try to grab the keys from him. And the guy's like, ah, and he's like, do I know you? Which doesn't really matter. But he gets the keys from basement guy. And we can see him like react to the smell of him. That's like his only reaction. Yeah. He moves his dead body. He's like, oh, he's dead. I must have messed up what the action was. Dying dead. Uh, So he moves the body and he reacts to the smell. And we see the dad see him react to the smell. And that triggers him to fucking attack him. Yeah. Stabs him right in the chest. He stabs him. And we see him run off. Yeah. His hands are coated in blood. And like this whole thing, obviously, it's really well shot and super tense. But the payoffs of everything. Mm-hmm. Just the smell payoff. Like, this is the moment where I feel like the dad of the Park family realizes what's really going on like he's not gonna leave the girl who was stabbed because you know you it shows his face and he might not think oh that's uh, their family but he connects that something is up and you know the house of cards as it were really tumbles down there Mm -hmm. like there's no recovering from any of this it's 
all it's all fucked and i think it's so well earned and so well built up to the dad disappears uh we learn that son lives with serious head trauma laughs at everything he's waking up from brain surgery and the detectives there trying to give him his miranda rights and he can't stop laughing learned daughter died Full-on died. Full-on full died, and he laughs at her he can't stop laughing. grave. They move back into their sub-basement, or they never really left their sub-basement. Yeah, they but it's just him and the mom left in the basement. And it's it's a broken home. And then the, the ending is takes a walk. He can't shake that the dad just disappeared. And he looks in the new families, like the Park family is gone or dead. Mm-hmm. What? And this is when we get the payoff from the CCTV footage. Because on the news it said they couldn't find him. There was no footage from nearby families. Yeah. And it's because the nanny had cut the footage. And when Kevin is mm-hmm. walking around, he sees the blinking lights in the new house after the Swedish or German family moved in. Yeah, and uh, he sees the blinking and it's a really long letter. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, it's silly. shockingly long, where the dad is basically explaining... In Morse code. In Morse code by hitting the light. You know, what went down after the party, he hid in the sub-basement, or he hid in the basement. He sneaks up every night or every other night to get food. And, you know, he the son then realizes he's there. He's in the basement. And uh, he goes on and he says, ah, I will. Here's my new plan. Make money get married or whatever, it doesn't matter so long as I can get enough money to buy this house. And when he's doing that story, it's the same heist setup where it's showing the images of him succeeding at his plan. Yeah, so he's succeeding at his plan. The mom and the son are both there at the house, and he says, all you'll have to do is come upstairs. And the dad is coming up from the basement. They hug, and then... Cuts back to the sock windmill. Cuts cuts to the sock windmill. It's darker than at the beginning of the movie. It's snowy. Winter, it's so good. Lights are off. He's it's all a fantasy. Damn, you know what a sad ending, but so well deserved and just great movie. So good. Yeah, I I, there's. I'm sure that there's setups that we notice what watching and missed talking about tonight, and it, there's so much payoff. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Very very good. Are you ready to rate it? Yes. I feel like talking about it. Makes me want to say a 10. I was going to say I'm leaning 10, but it's hard because we haven't seen all of the movies. And, right. And what's a 10? But we're already talking about how we rewatch it and how we know there's more to see. Yeah. The the only detractor I could think of was when she was about to become a bed and doesn't. Like, that's the only part that felt lazy, so so to speak. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's not even that big of a deal. I, I, wanted, I want to say 10. I'm Let's excited see. about the thought of a 10. Let's give it a 10. It's a really good movie. Perfect. Parasite, 10 out of 10. Love it. You should watch it. Bye. Bye.